Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Round six of the AFL in the books, so like we do every week, we'll go through with our highlights of the uh, weekend pass. So, Josh, what was your highlight of last weekend? Uh, Broadbent's big long bomb. It wasn't a bad effort. It didn't look like he got it either oh, uh, when he first kicked I, it. I, I tell you what, the the art of the long bomb, there's very few players going around that uh, can put their hand up and say they've got it. Uh, Paddy Dangerfield, he's one who doesn't mind a, a yeah, running long yeah, bomb. Nice one at Adelaide Open last And uh, Jack Zeebel's had a couple, but the biggest one was probably with the... 80 goal breeze in um, Tasmania. There was some good uh, 70, 65 metre bombs in the VFL on the weekend too because they had uh, gale force breeze going to one end. That's right, they did too, yeah. Uh, Brenton, your highlight from your veggie patch, I mean from the last weekend. I'm proud to say that I've finally seen my team win a flag. <laughs> Adelaide Reds got Adelaide up. Adelaide Reds, yeah. Got up, yeah, pretty happy. We're nuts. Uh, pretty hectic Mad Monday, as you can see, I'm here. I'm glad that they're marquee player's name Bruce. It's easy enough to, <laughs> yeah, to go. Yeah, and, and that's because no one can pronounce Jitte. Jitte is not bad, but it is good because, uh, as you know, I am uh, a foundation member of the uh, Adelaide Reds Yeah, since I attended a game a month ago. I watched Romero score goals and hang out next to the goalkeeper. No, Bruce Jitte is the only player I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I thought it was great that uh, there's another Bruce who plays for him who's about 19 who kicked the first goal. Yeah. Um, but every time they get uh, a goal or get near the ball, it is... Bruce. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's not a footy thing. It's an Australian thing. I love that. Um, my highlight for the weekend, I think, was the big mark that Pav took in the first 20 seconds. Oh, yeah. yeah. Running back with a pack on the chest. You're like, yeah, there it is. No, Still got it, son. That's old school. There's only like two players left that really own that move. It's him and Rewalt. Yeah. And John O'Brown, who retired, you know, last year. That was his yeah. move as yeah. well. Yeah. But you could probably still take him. Yeah. You probably would. You just can't take the wax across the jaw. That's yeah. all. It sort of troubles him with that. Right. Um, and I think, uh, all in all, this weekend was rather ordinary footy. There was probably three games that were worth watching. Yeah, they were not the games that you went, all right, I'm going to stay home and watch this game. Yeah. Like Sydney, Brisbane. <laughs> yeah, which is all right. But So we're going to absolutely rip through um, some of these games because there's not really that much uh, special to talk about. There was some entertainment to be had, though, I thought. <sighs> yeah, you were struggling. Yeah, but it's kind of like making fun of people in wheelchairs. Did, like, did, sure, it's entertaining, but you're a cunt. Did you watch the Carlton-Essendon game? 
I saw some. It of was them. hilarious. Yeah, there was some very comical moments, um, but unfortunately, it, it's a bit like the sequel because we saw Carlton Frio last week. <laughs> yeah, it's like that was really funny, um, and this is like Hangover Two. <laughs> yep. You're like guys, it's the same joke. I, I, I still got to laugh. Just I think it was at one stage fifty-two minutes between Carlton goals and about forty-eight minutes Goal between. Was quarter, but... um, yeah, between goals and the match entirely. Yeah, we'll start at the top, though, with uh, the Friday night game with the Bulldogs versus Kangaroos, one versus two. Uh, the scores were tight, but the skills weren't. Oh, I do think part of that was that the Kangaroos did change the game plan dramatically. Yeah, they went away from this big scoring to the lockdown. but it. And I know a lot of people will defend it, saying, oh, yeah, the pressure. But when you're by yourself, you're taking a bounce, and you kick the ball, and it goes 15 metres the wrong direction yep. that's not pressure that's just shit and the thing is we we went to the game so we could see what was happening off the screen yeah. and I can see how it would have looked like an exciting first quarter if you're uh, just watching on TV it was exciting the thing is, they did good things but when it came to key points especially around the if you had the ball around your half forward line yep. just the turnovers that happened there were, were just so lazy and so incredible because like, what would what, you do that for yeah an opposition man by himself in yeah. the middle of the ground, Chess and you've picked him out. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, what happened was that ended up being like um, half time or lunchtime at school, where you end end kicking. And sort of come back, and you didn't have a chance for any of your players to have that little bit of rest, which means you can get through a whole game. So by the second and third quarter, both teams were knackered. Yeah, uh, especially the Bulldogs. I think they yeah. they knew going in that the big bodies of North were going to be trouble for them. Yeah, so you're right. When you were there, you're watching it. You'd see they'd have eight or nine run back. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they needed like when Ben Brown or uh, Jared Waits going up for a mark, they needed two or three to go yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. So by the time if they actually got the ball back and turned it over, yeah, they go, "Where is everyone?" Yeah, like, well, we're back here, mate. What do you want yeah. us to do? And then they bomb it long, and you've got Robbie Terrence on, you know, on his man, and <laughs> yeah. you've got three others that are loose with him. He's like, yeah, well, this is fucking easy. Well, for me, the decisive stats are you've got 434 disposals to 355 uh, Western Bulldogs' way. So they had shit tons of the ball, but tackles, 92 to North, uh, 28 of those were Zebel and um, Swallow, yep. 66 uh, to Western Bulldogs. So the pressure was definitely there. You don't get... Uh, near 30 more tackles without putting a shit ton of pressure on the ball carrier. Yeah. But uh, like you said, there were some terrible uh, spud moments. And I remember picking out Goldstein about three times and yeah. he couldn't believe his luck. Yeah. He's like, all right, I think he dropped three of them. But, uh, I call him, yeah, a bit of fumble. But he had a, a mediocre night, you'd have to say. But yeah. uh, Jared Waite, from yeah. memory, had four goals one and another four score involvements. I, th- I have a check. Just cycle down. I thought he kicked five, but he m- might have missed a late one. Um, he, he missed a, an easy one. Four goals one, you're right, yeah. He was the difference on the night. Clearly oh, the difference. Yeah. He was marking everything. They had two yeah. players going up, and uh, yeah, it, he... Some of those marks, I couldn't believe. Ridiculous. He was third deep, and he got it. I'm like, how the yeah. fuck did he do I that? I didn't even know he was in the contest half the time. You yeah. just see these two hands, like, what the fuck happened there? And and like, then, well, hang on, he's doing well. We were saying, it's like uh, a glitch in like AFL 2016 yeah. or something, where... You know, they do, they go up for a mark and all of a sudden there's some weird movements and one person got the ball. It's like, and then you miss three frames. It's yeah. Like, oh, it's over there now? Yeah. Like, it's a mark. Maybe that's what he's done. He's got no clipping on. But it wasn't just that though. It was, like we said, um, he was such a focal point that he took so much of the rebound away from the Bulldogs because yep. they had to yeah. concentrate. They had to get back. Yep. And um, his forward defensive pressure was brilliant as well. Like, yep. You know, he's in, obviously in career best form because his career up to now has been one of, uh, could have been. But um, 
Oh, he's just been spectacular up yeah. there. He's, um, he's in all-Australian form. Mm. Yeah, um, and there's not many uh, that are going to challenge him at the moment for forward well, lines or in all-Australian well, form because there's been some Lloyd, shockers. I don't know. I, I was thinking about this. If last week was the small forwards round, this week was the tall forwards round. Yeah. Because Jared Waite was the difference in this game. Yeah. You had Hogan kick seven. Yeah. Buddy, Buddy. was the best in the uh, that game. Yeah. Sydney, Brisbane. He kicked five in the wet. Yeah. Um, and you had an, uh, a few others. Oh, uh, Rory Lobb. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. For um, fucking GWS. Yeah. So it's looking like, you know, tall forwards, less rotations. Those big guys don't get any smaller. Yep. And, but I think Stringer had a shocker. And I think that's oh. the credit, oh. a credit to the North Melbourne defense who yeah. were rock solid. And, and, and that, they won the game for him. On that, Tarrant, he... Had a great one. He took had a, a brilliant one. He took an absolute belt. He got, uh, I think he's up for mark of the week. Uh, look, he, he did the stand- he killed himself doing it. He did the standout stuff, but it was a very uh, solid team effort in their back lines. They knew what to do. They had a very good structure. It was so good that they frustrated uh, Stringer. So yeah. when he actually did get loose, he made a mistake. Yeah. Well, I've been uh, happy to stick the boots into Ferrito in previous times, but he did brilliantly that game, I thought. He had right. very he's, few spud moments. He's, he's still got stuff. Lindsay Thomas. You can sink the boots into him. Oh, I'll yeah. tell you what. Uh, when uh, I mentioned it during the either one of the reviews, um, Thomas deserved two for that. That uh, head height. <laughs> that, 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 he yeah. deserved one game for the hit and one game for the form. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what. That but, is... But hey, that's not even it's approaching only, what's allowed. It's the only target to hit or not, though. That is. And, and I mean, what could work in his favour is that a lot of people with the ground are credited to his shit stuff to Daniel Wells. <laughs> they're racist. <laughs> that's the other thing we noticed. Um, I was going to say, there was another contest on uh, on this night, and that's uh, Friday night football for North versus Bulldogs. And they're both pushing yeah. for fr- um, good Friday football yep. next year. Actually, North are pushing with Carlton. It's the AFL that wants the Western Bulldogs. I th- AFL wants a big club and they want Collingwood or somebody like that. Yeah. So uh, they've North have tried to hitch themselves to uh, Carlton. Western Bulldogs have been trying to get something because they need a marquee game. <laughs> they do. Yep, they do. Um, so there was a real a battle there as well was will people watch it and will people go to watch it? Yeah. 47,000 says yes, people will go. It's a shame that the yep. game didn't stand up, but yeah. it doesn't matter. Well, it 40, the- that's not the fans' fault. Yep. That's 47,000 that rocked up. That's excellent. It was the biggest crowd of the weekend. Yeah, 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 easy. Uh, by 200 on the Adelaide Crows game, but uh, still, still, biggest crowd of the weekend. And yep. to be fair, we have to mention how shit the umpires were during that match. Oh, look. Oh, yeah. The, the decision they that were, stands out was the um, McDonald one. Deliberate out of Which, it's look, he was clear, definitely going out of bounds. It's clearly a wrong decision. There's just, um, there's no other. It's it's a mistake. Well, you, the thing with it, he was going for out of bounds. But no one will argue that. But once you take possession of the ball... 30 centimetres in from the boundary line. It doesn't matter what the hell happened prior to that possession. Yeah, but the thing is, he's I think number, you're being harsh with 30 centimetres. His, his number one objective was to spoil the mark. Yeah. That's what he wanted yeah. to do, spoil Which the mark. You're allowed to spoil yeah, over the boundary. Exactly. If that's yeah. your number one objective, then it can't really be deliberate because you achieve what you were trying to do. But, but if, you get, if you're going to pay that, if you're in the goal square defending yeah. and you punch towards the goal line and then take possession 30 centimetres before the goal line, deliberate rush behind. Well, you don't, obviously, because it was a mistake. It was yeah. a wrong decision. Yeah. Yeah, well... The umpires have had a well. We can stick the boots in the umpire all day, and we probably and we will repeatedly. But they've been pretty inconsistent this year, and that to me, that's worse than being a bad umpire is being inconsistent. Yeah, you can be wrong as long as you're consistently wrong. You can be played to. Yeah, and you can be fixed. Yeah, (laughs) whereas if you've got no fucking idea what you're doing, whereas this is just they're making up as they go along. Yeah, and one thing I noticed is that. The Western Bulldogs and North Melbourne supporters are way more polite than Richmond and Collingwood. <laughs> so I was about to say, 47,000. Um, when you see some spud moments out there, there's a few of the fans that didn't know. 
Yeah. How, like, how to react. Yeah. Like, that was disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> and like, what was that? Number seven. Yeah, he shouldn't have done that. Besides, every time that uh, Lindsay Thomas turned over the ball and they go, oh, Wells. Yeah. I'm like, yep. oh, guys. <laughs> but even some of those things, if that was Richmond or Collingwood, which we were at that game, yep. it would have been, oh, your children are dead. <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what, though, Nicky Dales had the worst game I've seen him play. Yeah, the shocker. Um, he looked old. And he picked out opposition, I think it was three kicks in a row. Yeah. Um, terrible disposal efficiency. Yeah. It was, yeah. Maybe he was one of the worst, but he uh, he had a lot of friends. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that means six and zero for the for the North, traveling just nicely. Um, I reckon they'll get to seventeen, eighteen, and zero before we start to think whether they're a chance or not. Well, yeah. While I can throw some stats around, um, one of the things that helped North dramatically was three of the top ten tacklers in the league yep. play for North. Uh, Swallows first, Zebel sixth, and Wells equal ninth. Wells equal ninth is not bad. He's yeah. had a great comeback pretty good. injury. No, for a guy who plays the way he plays, it, he's slick as hell and he pressures the player when he doesn't have the ball. So can't ask for more from a guy his age. What he's lost in his slickness or, you know, uh, whatever. I don't know how to phrase that, but Situation whatever he's lost awareness. in his speed, he's made up for in his decision-making. Yeah. He's making yeah. a lot of excellent decisions. Um, so we move on to the Saturday. and The best game of the round, I thought, um, was uh, the Demons. Oh, bullshit, have fucked up my tips. Demons versus the Saints. Um, this, I'll be honest, when we were watching the first quarter, I thought, yeah, okay, the Demons are just clicking now. This is three in a row. They're going to run away with it. Yeah. Saints just said, nah, fuck that. Yeah. And it was Hogan. I think he kicked three in the first or something like kicked that. Kicked a lot wasn't early. It? Yeah, yeah, got a lot of it early. And this is the thing that when I was looking at this game, um, I tipped the Saints, but it was kind of... Uh, a look at how Melbourne were going, and generally they had one week on, one week off, and they just gone two in a row. But the Saints, yep. their season has, it's been average, but because they've missed out on quarters. Yep. Whereas I thought against Melbourne, it's going to be their chance where they can put a whole game together, and they're really going to give it a shake. I didn't expect them to go that well. I didn't expect Melbourne to give up that easily, but I thought this was the one one chance where Saints could put a whole game together. They didn't. Mm. They missed out on probably the first quarter, but if you're going to miss out on a quarter, the first one you want to do it. But they weren't bad. Yeah, in the first yeah. Quarter. they were outclassed. And yeah, they just turned it on. They were a bit absent. That's all. That's, it seemed like it was a, a very much a team effort from the Saints because I I couldn't point to one player and say that oh without him they would have lost. Uh, uh, I can point to one, and that that was the big fella, the big, big Saint Rick. Nick. Yeah, big Saint Nick. Um, he is yeah. the heart of the team. Absolutely. It was once he started to get on top, uh, especially running down the wing all by himself. Yeah, like, <laughs> linked everyone up. You know what? Yeah, you got to look after that. You got to go put a put a man on him. But when he's up and about and moving freely, he's too tall. You, you can't put... Um, mm. You've got to find someone. If someone yep. can keep up with him, they're too small. And if someone's big enough, he'll just run them ragged. And I wonder if looking in, into this game when Melbourne were uh, doing their analysis during the week, there's been lots of clouds over Rewalt. Like at one point, he had a broken leg. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, looked like he had a broken leg. And so I wonder if some of the strangers are like, maybe we can just cheat a little bit off of um, being too tough on Rewalt and put that attention on someone else. Yeah. And then he does that and turns around and just burns you for it. How would you feel would be Paddy McCartan? So the weekend of uh, big tall forwards, yeah. you get uh, omitted, you get <laughs> rested or managed or whatever they want to call it, and all of a sudden your team wins by 50. Yeah, <laughs> you get a chance to really kick yourself in form. Yeah. Is that called doing a cloak? 
No, it's right. worse. <laughs> well, no, maybe not worse. Yeah. <laughs> Close getting paid seven hundred grand to play in the VFL. Well, yeah, yeah well, he kicked zero four over the weekend. I think. Did he really? I was. Yeah. I meant to check up on it. I didn't see it. I know he kicked two last week when they got flogged. But... I was going to say the other thing is I'd, I'd probably tip McCartan to take advantage of that situation. Whereas Cloak, yeah, probably not. <laughs> the other thing I find frustrating about Melbourne too, honestly, I think they've got the best pure ruckman in the game in Gorn at the moment. He's smashing the hitouts. He's uh, number one by 22 hitouts to Goldstein. So that's basically three quarters of a game. I mean, that, that is true, but generally teams these days, I don't think, are looking for uh, an out and out ruckman. No, that's true. And Goldstein, uh, his advantage is he plays as a ruck rover. Yeah, I think well. Goldstein is still number one. Yeah, but I reckon uh, around the ground, Goldstein runs better and kicks better. He's but- better around his feet, too. Yeah, absolutely. Below his knees. He's yeah. brilliant below Best his Ruckman, knees. Best um, Ruckman, or maybe Nick Nat below his knees. Yeah, um, yeah. But Gorn can uh, mark better than Goldstein. Yeah, yeah. I'd agree with that. He's got yeah. a great leap on him too, which I think he's been hiding. Yeah. Yep. Mumford eats small children better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he grows beanstalks um, <laughs> in his spare time. It's like the Kool-Aid man who just runs through brick walls for fun. <laughs> he's now, the human equivalent of a Volvo, just... Run straight through anything, doesn't matter, no damage. Really, I think the story here was that this is the best from St Kilda. Um, Mm. Now they just need consistency. And they can uh, really make uh, a play for finals next year. Might tickle it this year, but I I don't think they'll crack the top 10. They're a couple of years years off from being serious about having a crack during during the finals. Um, The disappointing thing is that I I don't see St Nick playing finals. Well, that was my next question. How many more years has St Nick got? Because I thought he was done a couple of weeks ago. I, I would have said the same thing, and he's come up now, but I think it's it's the mileage. He's I, I reckon he's got one more in him. I think he can have one more, but I think that'll be a, a swan song. It, mind you, he's just you know one ankle or knee away from retiring. So a lot of players player. are. Yeah. But, uh, I, I, I want him to retire not in a wheelchair. See, I, I think he's definitely got one more in him. Two more, you're trying to nurse him through to a final, I think. And maybe. Yeah. And, and, and if you can afford to do that, then hey, why not? But, I mean, like you said at the start, he, he is the heart and soul of that team. There's, oh, absolutely. There's a good reason to hang him around. Like, yep. if if you could go next year, so that's 2017, then 2018, yeah. and you say, we'll sign Nick Rewalt, he's going to play 14 games for us. Yeah. You go, yeah, yeah, we'll take that. And how many times have you written off? Like, like I wrote him off last week, week before, and he comes back and plays a, a round like this. He's 300. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd back end him into a coaching role as well. Oh, just, I, mean, I have yeah. no idea what he's like uh, as an actual uh, strategic coach, but as a, an inspiration and a, a bloke who can get young lads playing the game well, I think he'd be fantastic to have around. And I think being in that St Kilda team and the players that he's played with and not ever being in the centre of controversy, you can tell he makes good decisions. Well, well I, I have seen his cock. So yes, there, there we'll was that. that. Well, I mean, dick pic <laughs> here and there, you can forgive that, can't you? Well, and, you know, he, he kind of didn't stop people burning a midget. It wasn't one of his teammates to, to dick pic anyway. Yeah, but yeah, it, was it, was a, it was a long story. Um, let's move on to the next game. That's Adelaide. what he likes to call it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking of something. <laughs> let's move on to the next one. It's Adelaide Crows versus uh, Frio. I thought Frio dragged the Crows down to their level for a while. Um, but then, uh, at the end of the day, that too much class. Yeah. Um, and also, what, what they have two goals at 11 to half yep. time. It's a- we haven't seen that kind of kicking from Frio since last week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Adelaide have got a phenomenal forward line, and we've talked about before, but geez, it, it's it's brutal. Yeah, phenomenal. Do you see Tommy Lynch running into an open goal? Yeah, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh that was almost my moment of the round. Holy that, shit! I was close. Um, it, 
I think it was the worst miss from the weekend, but he had some contenders. There's I'm, some other contenders there were up there. Rough I'm, head I'm surprised from, uh, the runner didn't. I'm surprised the runner didn't go out and tell him to do push-ups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oi, should. down That's twenty, 10, right there. Fuck, could be fifty. At that point, you don't want to drag him. Just send him a full back. <laughs> Goal kicking, not really your forte, champ. Oh, far. He should have to, you know, umpire a Resi's game or something for that. Yeah, and, and I mean, to be honest, Frio never really looked in it, even though they had lots of scoring shots. Well, they actually had the lead for a half a second. In yeah, the, in yeah. The second quarter, not even but... Frio cared. Like, if you oh, asked yeah. any Frio supporter there and said, "You reckon there's a chance?" I was on Sportsbet, and they were still 9-1 to one when they were a point ahead. I think that's an oxymoron, a Frio supporter there. <laughs> if there were anybody there wearing purple, they weren't there to support. They yeah. were there to swear at someone. I think they were just Port supporters who were just hoping yeah. they'd get knocked off. Yep. <laughs> I say, there's only one person I knew in Adelaide who went for Frio, and that's because his old man was one of their recruiters. And I was like, you're a brave man going down to uh, um, Footy Park in your Frio get Was his last uh, name Dawson? Adam. Because that'd explain something. No, it wasn't. He's, he's actually a Western Australian. He did their Western Australian uh, recruiting. There you so, are. Oh, sorry, the South Australian did the West Australian recruiting. Um, much else to talk about that game? I mean, Adelaide just went, yeah, we're ahead now. We won. Yeah, they they just kind of slowly took little bites out of them and yeah. then never really extended yeah. themselves. The usual um, people in good games. To be honest, I mean, Sloan got 39 possessions, but I still wasn't that impressed. Yeah, he's a bit like reason. that sometimes. But, yeah. I found it was just like a handball to free someone up or around the contest, but it wasn't um, really breaking plays open like he's known for. But, I mean, that's nitpicking because they did demolish him. He didn't really need to. He was. Yeah. He didn't get out of I feel like years. we can't be completely positive about the Crows. It's like, it hurts my soul. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, Frio have got a lot of pain ahead of them. Um, that doesn't hurt my soul at all. No, I don't really have any empathy. Yeah. Cam, Cam McCartney make all the difference, though. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Throw some cash at him. Well, hookers off the table. Yep, but they got um, Hogan. They can still throw some dollars. Throw some at dollars Hogan. at him and see what happens. But how how angry do you reckon Essendon are at uh, Frio? Essendon are thinking, well, you know, we're fuck this season. We're going to get <laughs> a draft, draft pick, <laughs> and then Frio's gone. Ha! I got you rooted. Well, I I think that uh, when they find Essendon, that that's the only way that I can see Frio winning at the minute without uh, Sanderlands, without Fife. Um, did Mundy end up playing, or is he? No, he, he played this one. Maine. Main played. Yeah, this is Monday's first game back. Um, yeah, they've got more pain ahead. Michael Johnson didn't play, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, they got more pain ahead, but uh, it's just about put a line through them now. Yeah. Uh, uh, and it's only, you know, six games in. Yeah, exactly. So they're done. All right, uh, on to GWS versus Hawthorne. Um, it's not often that you can say a 15-goal win was watchable, but GWS were very watchable. I, I think we can call this the Schadenfreude Cup. Yeah. Um, there was... 17 teams enjoyed this. All of a sudden, I've never seen so much support for GWS. Uh, we've... Never seen support for GWS. <laughs> yeah. No, we've been on them for a while. We've been telling everyone that they play brilliant football, and we were right. Well, the, the so, thing is with yeah. this game is that what I thought made it so interesting to watch for the entire match was that you're waiting for, all right, this far ahead, all right, when the Hawthorne turn it on and come yeah. back. And you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting, and it gets to the start of the fourth, and you're like, it's, it's not, not coming. Happening. It's not well, coming. There was one period where they kicked three quick goals in succession. You're like, okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then it just slowed, and the tide turned again. Yeah. Well, one part that I thought was really interesting was uh, we had the old one-on-one Buntine and Popolo in an open 50. Last yep. week, we saw Popolo just turn the afterburners on, kick an easy goal, and it was you know fantastic. Was, he had a day out. did it twice, yeah. actually, last week, yeah. But this week, Buntine's gone, nah, I'm not having yeah, that. I've seen this before. Yeah, managed to bring the ball to ground, get it to... 
I can't remember who. Um, I it was might be Heath Shaw. Link, yeah, it was Heath Shaw. Well, it and then he link Heath, up, link up, link yeah. up, ends with Stevie J goal. It and it was within about 30 seconds. It seemed to be in Heath Shaw's hands all the time. So chances are it was Heath Shaw. Oh, he had a, he had a brilliant match. I have Again. not seen him have a better game. And he has had some decent games. Best backman going around at the moment? Uh, well, you could make the argument. Best non-key position backman? Yeah. Certainly. 100%. Well, Gibson had probably put his hand up. I, I'd still... A bit up and Gib- down. I put Gibson two. Who, who, do, one. who do we put above, like, around Shaw for the, the back lines at the moment? So, obviously, only around five, but yeah. who's who's really put the hand up that's sign of the darkies? Well, hey, hey. Bef- before Racist. he smashed someone in the back of the head, Rance was doing okay yeah. in some yeah. games. Not much support uh, there, though. Scotty Thompson and Robbie Tarrant have both had good games. Tarrant, definitely, yeah. Yep. Actually, you Tarrant know what's definitely. silly? Source bottle merit, even though yeah. he, had five, yep. he had five kicks on him, yep. and Buddy was probably best on ground, yep. still did all right. Yeah, it was intimidating around the ball, which I thought yeah. was good. And well, enjoying it. He won a lot of one-on-ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking uh, of um, North Scotty Thompson, averaging 94% disposal efficiency. That's the third best, but uh, the two ahead of him played one game each. That's still good after the game that they played on Friday night. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot of uh, so, easy kicks into the pocket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scotty Thompson's not a good kick. But no, it's a bit like, remember good, uh, good Dunkley um, used to play yeah. fullback for the Swans. Couldn't kick for shit, but he never tried to like hit a target 50 metres away. He said, yeah. I-, I can kick it 20 to 30 metres. That's it. That's all I'm going to do. Yeah. Ruckman rules. Yeah, pretty much. Ruckman's rules were usually hand pass to some other bastard who can kick. <laughs> Dunkley wasn't far off it. Um, but for the Hawks, I thought they just... In the weekend of the key forward, they didn't have one. Yeah. Even though uh, Jack Gunston kicked five... He's a leading forward, or a, uh, he loves a snap around the corner. Yeah. They didn't have a marking target. And it became more apparent because um, Rory Lobb was marking everything. Yeah, yeah, he definitely. Was an absolute tower. And I think one of the big things was that, I mean, you look at their disposals and Sam Mitchell led, but it's only 26. And, I mean, that'd be a not too bad game for most people, but for well, Sammy Mitchell, it's a big step down for what he's been doing the last few weeks. It's actually half a kick below his career average. Yeah, but I wonder what That's his average is for this year. Because oh, this year it'd be thirty-three. I think it reflect no, no. in the in the clearances, uh, difference between clearances where Gold Coast had uh, GWS had forty-seven and Hawthorne had uh, was it twenty-nine, and that was sort of one of the key things of Hawthorne was getting well, first use of the ball and allowing uh, a strong running forward to either take the mark or you got the small ones yeah. who are going to come through and clean it up. But the main one for that is thirty to eleven in stoppages. So it wasn't yeah. the uh, centre bounces where it's really happening, it's where you can get the, the quick break. It's just owning the ball around the ground. And that could just be very, very astute game planning by GWS about how to operate those things and shutting them down. They yeah, were... like tapping to your to your rovers. Yeah. Like, how did that ever take off? Um, it's also that they had too much speed everywhere. Yeah. Yes. Um, even when you had Isaac Smith got out in the open, he looked tired. Yeah. And there's a few times where even um, Rioli, somebody got a step on him. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know, especially Dylan Shields just faked him out. You see him just slip over him like, yeah. again. And then you see him get frustrated afterwards yeah. too. Which... Well, they're running smart too, because you look at uh, the Western Bulldogs, are another speedy team. Uh, they ran too close together, so one player could cover two. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas GWS didn't. They were a good, you know, three to four metres apart, so that you get a quick handball out and still be running instead of standing still and getting tackled. And... Uh... Ben Stratton, lucky not to get reported for his bump on James Frawley. Um, <laughs> put, put old Frawley uh, out of commission. He was only back at the club just today, I think. Um, Frawley mm. had a couple of days off, but uh, 
anyway, I think that uh, it's GWS Giants' highest ever score. Yeah. But more importantly, like that's two scores over 150 in one year. Like, uh, I think they'll hit more than that too. Like I can say they haven't played the real cellar dwellers yet. They haven't I mean, played yeah. the spuds. Um, they've got uh, Carlton and Essendon and Frio this week. It, it, it could be anyone. Um, they will make a lot of damn good teams look silly. And it'll, it'll happen in Melbourne before the end of the year. Um, one thing I did want to address, the whole freaky Hawthorne thing. Won't get on to yep. it, but uh, how many Hawthorne players do you reckon are in the top 20 freeze four category? Two. One. Mitchell at 10th. Uh, who do you reckon number one is? Uh, yes, it's him. Yeah, Selwood. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, who do you reckon the most represented team would be, though? Uh, it's the Bulldogs, by far. North uh, Melbourne. Brisbane. Brisbane, uh, really? Christensen at three, Martin at fifth, and Zorko at 10th. There you go. Because so they must have nobody else in, in their club at all getting free kicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Christensen does, uh, you know, invite it on a bit. Yeah. Yeah, there we go. I'm glad that that well, joke's finished, though. It was getting pretty tiring pretty quickly. Yeah. But anyway. Well, it's been a long time since we've had something to make fun of Hawthorne about, so... Yeah, there was yeah. a lot of people jumping on that. Yeah, it was like, sweet, here it is. That's it. It was uh, a lot of games. Like, I even said when we are at the North Melbourne... Uh, Bulldogs game yeah. I heard people shouting out Freaky Cawthorn yeah. and I thought it does say something about your club when you're not even involved and people are still talking about yeah. you but you don't, you don't even know your own club memes <laughs> but anyway speaking of which I did like the do it got a new haircut Hawthorne free kick <laughs> I, I didn't see the haircut unfortunately I missed out that should have been suspension he looked like a short penis he did on to Saturday night games and they were both shit uh, mm. Port versus Richmond. Had some great goals. Uh, Delidio back in that nice Bendit-like Delidio. Uh, yeah, it was a nice goal, and obviously Boke's mm. uh, 104 meter bomb. Just that was, one was a cracker of a goal. It wasn't a bad effort at all. But then you had Westoff at the other end of the uh, of the spectrum. Yeah. First off, marking on the All edge right. of the goal square, and then I'll go handball. Here. Yeah. Also, and who then, is that asking for the handball? Yeah, dickheads. Yeah. And I remember that happened to them last year too. I think it might have yeah. even been against Hawthorne. Did the same thing. Handball yeah. over the top from the edge of the goal square. Yeah. Then he had a shot like two minutes later and sprayed it out of bounds on the full from just about the same spot. So, but anyway, it's nice when you can have a night like that and still win. I'll tell you what, it was yeah. the best game I didn't see Bachelor play. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. He, he didn't show up, which is good for him. Normally you see him get the ball and it does something dumb and you end up remembering him for that. But I don't remember... Remember him doing anything. So that's, you know, he's he's gone up in the ladder. He blended against the background of shitness from the Richmond back line. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's tough to stand out of being exceptionally bad when you you got such a, a high bar. You know, Sam Lloyd, who's had a pretty good year, at least by I his. I thought so. Yeah. He's been an improver. Sense. He's been an improver. I think that part of his strength is also his weakness in that he's hungry for the ball and hungry for a goal. Yeah. Which is great. It's what you want out of a forward pocket, you know, goal sneak. Yep. There's a few times there where, you know what, a little handball off to the superstar over yeah. there, like to a Delidio or a Martin might yep. have been the better option. But Even so, Rioli running through a few times, didn't get the ball. Yeah. And we got someone who can turn on the afterburners and really get out ahead and make up an easy goal. It didn't really happen. Oh, fuck that. Those blokes have got a contract sign. Lloyd still needs one. <laughs> um, well, Lloyd will get one. League leaders and clangers, Wines and Ebert. One and two. Really? Really? That, uh, those are two blokes who I reckon can play. But well, uh, if you put that uh, stat up at the start of the year, I could understand Ebert. Ollie Wines, I'd say you're kidding yourself. I know, right? He, 
I honestly rate him as a very high player, a very good player. But yeah. uh, I rate Robbie Gray as a brilliant player too, and they didn't seem to need him. Yeah, he was he's, out. Obviously, he's been holding them back. Yeah. Even Wingard. <laughs> the other thing that uh, really will hurt the Tigers is Kane Lambert going down. Uh, oh, punch in the lung, who, I think Who am I going to bet on first goal now? Yeah, exactly. Bookies are gutted. He's been one of, he's been one of the standout um, hard nuts who's actually put his body in the line and actually, proved that he wants to actually put in the effort. There's something in that. Who was it that uh, went up for the mark and injured him? Was it Hartlett? I, I think it was. I think it was, yeah. If it wasn't, I you know find out who it was yeah. and go with him. I'd ask, has a bookie had a go at him? <laughs> I reckon a bookie's gone in the old, you know what mate we need Tom Waterhouse has jumped in there and... <laughs> these, uh, these first goal bets they're sending me broke mate see what you can do I was saying there's two punched lungs this year none in the previous ten yeah. something's up story checks out and like you were talking about before Josh with Lloyd doing lots of good stuff when he's got the ball but other things he should be doing Running back and getting in position to yep. put on pressure when the ball gets turned over. Richmond were absolutely terrible at it. Yep. And you look at where they're, where they're running, like, um, when they're running back, they're not sprinting and they're in between where the ball's going to be kicked. So it's going over their head and they're always one play, one play behind. It was like watching, um, a lot of St. Kilda's methods of kicking long and getting over the zone and having yeah. free kick in the goal square. A lot of that happening and they didn't adjust to it. And you can see why they've been labeled dumb defenders because yep. it's fucking true. Yep. It's, it's been said about them for a while. So yeah. at some stage, you've got to start listening. Mm. And Hardwick, Hardwick saying that they don't need to rebuild it, they can play finals with this team, is um, insulting. Yeah, if, <laughs> if you're at the table and you can't yeah. spot the sucker, you are the sucker. And I think uh, Hardwick's in that boat. Yeah, one of my mates was saying that they, they should have um, given uh, a Hardwick uh, till death do us part clause in his contract. <laughs> I said, don't tempt the Tiger Army like that. They were stringing him up over the Westgate after fucking any Friday night. So the, the most frustrating thing for me is maybe Richmond are a bit too goal hungry because it seems as soon as the ball moves forward, every motherfucker yeah. in that uh, thirty meter yeah. out zone. Yeah, you know you've got uh, Vickery on his day is a pretty decent mark. Yeah. Um big uh, Jack is a fantastic mark. Yeah, give him the space, get the fuck out of there, and yeah. let uh, Lloyd or Rioli just sit at their feet and grab the crumbs. Yeah, but uh, just give him the room to grab. The other thing that I noticed as well was when they line up. Uh, the forward line lines up, and you don't see it on camera because obviously it's when the centre bounces. They line up in a little bunch in yeah. uh, about 40 metres out from goal in the middle of the 50 metre line. So, uh, middle of the um, arc. arc. Yeah. Yep. So, they're right in the middle. So, whenever the ball comes out quick, you're leading away from the goals towards the pockets instead yep. of being mm. either in the goal square and leading forward Into or an open zone. outwards leading towards the middle of the goal. So, we always get stuck in the corners and then we don't defend and they get the, the jump uh, rebound in it. Yeah, I mean, obviously here on Clicking Balls, we're all experts. Um, we've, we've got 18 brownlows between us. So we can say with all authority, if you're going to kick to the spot 25 metres out, have it open. Yeah. So no one's just standing there looking up with their thumb up their ass. Uh, it's even better if it's, it's a player on your team. Yeah, this this is an improvement. That didn't take nope. off this weekend at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm think, I'm, all I'm saying is Richmond need to get Jakey King back, solve all their problems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this game was so good at halftime, I went and saw um, Captain America Civil War. Uh, <laughs> How was that? Seven out of ten. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I, th- I actually played Nerf guns with your kids. Oh, did you yeah. on Saturday night? Yeah, while I was at the movies. Yeah, um, you s- would have had more fun playing Nerf than watching this game. They learned some new words. I'll tell you that. Of course they did. Um, okay, on to Geelong versus Gold Coast. Geelong flogged them. Do we need to say any more? Uh, I-, I watched a little bit of it, and um, pretty much uh, status quo. Yeah, it went how I expected it to go, and the flaws with uh, Gold Coast sort of progression. Became very evident. I think it's really in denying that now where they're a bit short on depth and a bit yeah. short on a heart. 
Um, injuries have uh, taken away yeah. like some key players and obviously a suspension to Stevie May. Yeah, Aaron Hall yeah. still stepped up, still followed his form, did well, but, I mean, your you, uphill battle, always fighting against a very strong Geelong squad. Well, uh, Gary Jr.'s played six games out of six and so's Aaron Hall. Aaron Hall's clearly got the leads in their uh, best and fairest. Yeah. The soon-to-be-called Gary Ablett Jr. medal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, So that was one you wouldn't have picked at the start of the year, but... Uh, I think only Cats fans would have watched this and paid attention to it all the way through. It yeah. just wasn't worth it. Yep. Yeah, look, if you're um, if you're on Gary Ablett for the Brownlow, probably cash out now. Yeah, uh, if you're on think... one of the betting allowance uh, places that let you do that, because look, he's still a great player. Don't get me wrong, but he's not, not a superstar currently. No, no Brownlow. He's been year. off for that long, so I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't just come back and, and he's, he's thirty. Was he thirty-one or something like that? I think he's older. I think he's that, three or four. I'm pretty sure he's my well, age. He should just come back and, and jump anyway. straight into that age. With with Ablett uh, reduced to normal human levels and Fife out, who would you say is the most dangerous player? And you've got to, you've got to look at Dangerfield as oh, yeah. one of the heirs yeah. apparent. Yeah, easy. Or Lukey Parker out of first. Uh, yeah, yeah, very true. Um, isn't it funny that whenever there's massive scores, like Geelong always have had a propensity for really high scores. I think yeah. if you took the top 10 scores of all time, I think they've got three or four of them. Anyway, it's just always been it's funny that that's the... Certainly got a big one against the Tigers. Still got a photo of that scoreboard <laughs> that uh, got sent to me from everyone. <laughs> and obviously the famous one against uh, Melbourne, which yeah. cost Mark still the biggest job. One, yeah. um, but anyway, big win. Good good job. Move on. Do you reckon if uh, you're on the arse end of that shellacking, if you don't get the runner to run out to the other team, you've got to run, run to Hawkins and say, mate, would you mind going easy? I need to fucking work Monday. I've got kids to put through school. Uh, you, you've got to draw pictures so Hawkins knows what you're on about. <laughs> uh, Brisbane Lions versus Sydney Swans had no right to be a good game, especially when it, it was bucketing down at the yeah. start. Yep. Um, but this was... Uh, actually, I probably... I said Melbourne Saints was the best re- uh, match of the round. Uh, no, I, I take that back. This was the match of the round. This how, was a great game. How dirty was Leper about that stretcher? Yeah, well, okay. It's a shame that that's going to be talked about a lot, but... I think at the crux of it, when Sinclair went down, I don't think anybody thought it was a cramp. It looked yeah. like he, he's done his knee, he's gone. So on that respect, you go, okay, send the stretcher out. I think you make that decision straight away. Yeah. So I have no problems with Sydney sending the stretcher out. Oh, look, now, if, if in doubt, player welfare comes first. Absolutely. Um, it then becomes, should of the umpire stopped it and did the stopping and creating a ball up affect the Brisbane Lions it could, it did of course it did uh, but it's just one of those things that, that's mm, life yeah. that's football well, it's I, just I, bad luck I completely support Lepic being filthy because a win here uh, he's probably still got his job next year yeah. I think the way they're playing I think his job's safe even if they only I'd hope so. one or two games for the rest of the year they're showing a lot well, they're showing a good culture, which is something they haven't had for, uh, since John O'Brien retired. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I just think that it's playing well. They're playing attacking. Um, they're trying to make things happen. Um, like we said, uh, Buddy was probably the difference between the two teams um, as a focal point and as a freak kicking five goals in the wet. And he does that a lot. Like He, he likes yeah. the wet. It yeah. doesn't affect him. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think it allows him to get... Like, I mean, he's always been a strong mark out in front, but he's given him some space and put the ball in that space. He finds a way to work with it, especially as a big man. Yeah. But like we were saying earlier, um, Source Bottle Merit, he wasn't disgraced. No. His opponent's probably the best player on the ground, but 
he did all right. I thought Merritt uh, was on top of him for most of the game. It's yeah. just unfortunate that a guy like Buddy Franklin can turn it on for, you know, 10 separate one-minute bursts yeah. and, you well, know, hit the scoreboard like he does. That's the forward's privilege, if you like. Mm. Yeah. You can keep your man to six kicks all day, but if he kicks six goals, yeah. he's won. <laughs> I'll tell you what, we talked about Lukey Parker earlier. 29 disposals, nine tackles, three goals. I said before is... the first game of the season, he's your Brownlow medal. And yep. look, I... If you can find someone that's offering better than two to one odds, you take that because it's as close as a sure thing as you're going to get. He's in double figures already. He yeah. has to be. If he keeps this up till the uh, buy, he's already won. Yeah, especially you know, Fife is gone, and uh, well, Dangerfield's probably going to be his biggest challenge at, at the minute. Yeah, yeah. No, he mounts off to umpires too much. Or Sammy Mitchell. We're just we're just sort of waiting to see who. I mean, at the start of the season, you would have called Luke Parker Ruffy, but you're. Can't really call him a roughie now because he's no. def- well and truly put his head above the pack. So yeah. it's it's no, there's always a roughie that comes to the to the fore, and it's hard to see who that one would be yeah. at the moment because there's been a few contenders for it. I don't have any names, but yeah. <laughs> fill, in, fill in the blank. Um, well, actually, all right, I'll put in a few roughies. Somebody like uh, Dane Zorko, yeah, who he's probably picking up a lot of ones and twos yep. around the place. So if he sneaks in for a three here and there, you go, hang on a minute. He's up to, you know, 13 votes. Yeah. My roughie's Goldstein just because he was 51 to 1, and I thought, that's value. <laughs> Don't like your chances. Wouldn't it be great if Goldstein won it and then wasn't the All-Australian Ruckman? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although I guess Prittis, yeah. made, he, he didn't make the All-Australian team when he won I mean, the Brownlow. You could have made the argument for a couple of the Saints players, like Armitage was racking yeah. up a few posies and yep. took out a couple mm-hmm. of bad weeks, but you never know how the umpire's going to view the match that they've refereed. Yeah, you only need to be a head and shoulders the best player in an ordinary team. Yeah. Or you need to have a, a decent team around you. Well, you just need the umpires to get together, corrupt as fuck, and put the bets on who they want to win it. Oh, that'll never happen. <laughs> corrupt umpires? Yes. No, um, I've been trying to convince them for years. <laughs> Free Brownlow Hawthorne. Um, it's, uh, no, it was a fantastic game. I actually really enjoyed watching it. It was great that it came down to the wire. Um, the stretcher puts a little black mark on it, but all I can say is I'm so glad that Hawthorne wasn't involved. <laughs> because if Hawthorne was involved and that stretcher thing happened and Hawthorne won the game, I think that the world would implode. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyway, it was, a, it was a great game. So on to Carlton Essendon. It wasn't a great game. We had our oh, first hey. goalless quarter for the year. We had people tripping over themselves and kicking the ball out of bounds. And uh, I think uh, Sam Grimley had another airy in the goal square. Uh, to go with Danaher's airy last week. Someone let Daisy Thomas kick a goal. <laughs> Daisy Thomas has looked good two weeks in a row. <laughs> Jesus, Mick Moldhouse must have cried <laughs> watching that. Jeez. Oh, um, I don't really think this this game is worth talking about any longer than what we already have. No, I think uh, the whole AFL should just get together and say, let's just uh, remove the replays of this game, forget it ever happened, award the four points, but never discuss it again. <laughs> West Coast Eagles then. They played Collingwood. Um, it was slightly better. But uh, I was anybody ever in doubt that Eagles were going to run away with it? No. The Eagles are far, far too strong. And Collingwood, I think even at, at their best, could have only reduced the margin by maybe half. Yeah. Um, just just no. No. Um, it doesn't look like Cloak's going to get back anytime soon, especially if he kicked North Goals 4 like you're saying he was. And I'll take your word for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, we saw Big Cox we saw uh, against Nick Nat for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there was something there. But uh end of the day, it's just West Coast. We're always going to win. It was just a matter of how much. And... It's funny. You look for, like, positives to talk about. You're like, yeah, Chlaw, he still did. He's got 32. Fuck all difference to the game. Yeah. So, yeah. pointless. <laughs> I'm not sure if he got injured, too. Uh, oh, I think he... 
Yeah, actually, I actually haven't seen the result of yeah. what that was, but I know we got a tweak or something like that. I'm not sure if it was serious or not. But I mean, we'll find out in the, the yeah. post match. They can't really afford to lose too many more players or do, the rest. So, do Richmond play Collingwood again this season? Probably. Who knows? Well, they, <laughs> I don't think they were playing them in finals. Um, no. But I'd, no. I'd love to see how they try and sledge Trelaw next time they play. I think you just uh, keep your mouth shut from now on. <laughs> yeah. When you're one in five, you just go, you know what? Let's just let this slide. Yeah. You're not uh, aren't you finals? a dumb mother? <laughs> Neither are you. Uh, okay. Let's look at round seven then. Hopefully we get some better footy. Um, starting off with Friday night, Tigers versus Richmond. I don't know if, if we're getting it there. If there's any way that Richmond can be brought into form, it's playing Hawthorne. As silly as that might have sounds. Well, I mean, we've looked good on Friday nights, so... Well, you're paying $7.50, so if you, if you get a feeling, jump on. We uh, shouldn't be paying second a coach or our players. Of the week. Uh, Cotchin's out with a broken cheekbone. Not, not such a bad thing, to be honest. <laughs> I'm not disappointed in that. Um, one thing that really disappointed me, yeah, looking at the last week, was when we were getting smashed and Koch has gone and given the players a big uh, G up in the middle of the ground for half time. Made fuck all difference. Came out and played worse. Could you imagine his G up though? Come on, guys. Yeah. My That's wife why I, says we'll do well. If we had Dusty and they give him a G up, they'd be scared. Yeah, they'd probably do something. Yeah. Come so, on, guys. You're playing like fiddle sticks. So, yeah, yeah. I know, know we've got the wood over Hawthorne, but I don't see it happening. I do not see it happening at all. I think we'll have a game. Uh, especially... I don't. I think it'll be one-sided shellacking. Well, I think uh, looking at the forecasters, they're expecting a bit of greasy wet weather. Yeah. Uh, that'll play more into Richmond's hands than Hawthorne's, <laughs> I think, because it'll be a lower scoring match. Yep. Yep. Uh, Carlton Collingwood on Saturday. You know what? They should just throw Frio and Essendon in this game as well and have a tag team. <laughs> yeah. I'd watch that. That would be, be great. Um, I, I'm not going to give a tip because I couldn't care I'm less. on Carlton just because I think uh, Carlton have players that uh, look like they're wanting to play at the yeah, moment. Weetering out, though. And now Charlie Kerr. Yeah. That really sucks. Yeah, out. And look, watching Weetering play is one good thing that Carlton He's could... He's their best uh, and fairest so far. Yeah, And you knew straight away, first game, when yep. you watch him play. Yeah, confident. Yep. Uh, knows what he's doing, doesn't yep. panic. Big body, yeah, didn't get scared. Um, so that's going to hurt Carlton. Uh, the good news on that front, is I think it's only two weeks where at one stage it looked like it could be a broken yeah. collarbone or something. Yep. Or I just hope they don't worse. rush him back because, look, they, they need him, but they need him for the next five years. Let's well, be honest, they're going to. Oh, they're probably going to. Well, if they rush him back, he wins the Rising Star this year or they wait and he wins it next year. Hmm. Uh, Geelong versus West Coast down at Simmons Stadium. West Coast need a win away from Perth. Yeah, I don't see it starting in this game. I, I, well, no. I, I think Geelong are probably in the top two or three teams in the competition. Yeah. And at home, they're going to be hard to beat. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, they still got Blitzarves and Smith who can split the rucking duties against yeah, Nat Newey yeah, around yeah. the ground, and which makes got, a huge difference. And obviously, Blitzarves uh, can run with Nick Nat, or certainly yep. endurance-wise, yeah. he can. And Zach Smith can make people be accountable for his marking yep. uh, inside the forward half. And who lines up on Big Tomahawk? Uh, it'll be Hearn or um, uh, McKenzie, and then you'll have, what's his name, McGovern yeah, you, running across. You kind of have they to have someone him. at his feet. Yeah, they they can cover him. But uh, it's whether that they can get over their mental hurdle of playing interstate or not. Um, yeah. I think they'll they'll put up a better show, but I'm still tipping Geelong. If West Coast got up, I can understand it, but I'm tipping Geelong. And that's the mm. thing is that I think you nailed it when you say it's this mental block because there yeah. can't be that huge difference playing in the state when you're that good. It's, it's still it's, grass, it's yeah. still a footy. Maybe yeah. they've just got really comfy beds. Could be too. Yeah. Could be too. Uh, Sydney Swans versus Essendon at the SCG. Oh, my God. Buddy loves playing against Essendon. Yep. Yeah. He would average seven goals a game when he was playing for Hawthorne against them. Um, geez, I, I don't know how many he's going to kick. Well, uh, 
we can pretty much assume that everyone's tipping Sydney in this match. Where do you put the line? That's the only thing you can ask. It's got to be 10 goals. It's got to be 10 goals. If it's wet, 10 goals. If it's dry, geez, 15. Yeah, 90 <laughs> point line. Yeah, 90 to 100, I'd say. And look, that's not uh, entirely crapping on Essendon's parade. I think they're achieving... I think they're expecting the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I think they're achieving more than they thought they would because they've already got a win. But uh, Sydney are easily a top four side and Essendon are easily a bottom four side. And that's yeah. what's going to happen. Gold Coast versus Melbourne up there. I tell you what, Melbourne might surprise them because I don't a, think Gold Coast are as good as uh, they think they were. After this is three a tough rounds. one because Melbourne were, you know, pretty pumped up, looking at three in a row for the first time since God was alive, um, and it uh, brought them back down. The Saints. So I think they can definitely do it. Whether they will is a big question. Yeah, I think Suns will rely a lot on confidence as it's kind of a youngish team and a bit of an all-over-the-place team, and they don't have that at the moment, so it's going to be very tough for them to get up for this game, I think. Uh, Melbourne, if they come out of the blocks firing, it's going to be like they did this week, going to be very, very tough for Gold Coast. I think they've got a lot of muscle in the middle, Melbourne, mm, yeah. and that might be enough to get over yep. a Hall and Ablett. Well, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a Melbourne just for Viney. I think he's going to have a day out. He's a legend, yeah. isn't he? Mm. Uh, Bulldogs versus Crows at Etihad Stadium is a cracker, and this is a yeah. great mm. chance for Adelaide to get uh, a, a big win yep. in Melbourne up. Well, Bulldogs are still hurting. Yep. Um, if, if they're a full-strength side, I'd say absolutely Etihad's their fortress. Yep. But uh, Adelaide would have looked very closely at last week's match, so... It may not be the most entertaining match well, you'll see. Well, the see. thing is, I don't think that Adelaide really dislike Etihad Stadium that much either. I think no, that they've true. shown that they play very well there, especially look at the finals last year. Mm-hmm. And you, you look at some of the games they played. Um, F- finals last year was at MCG, though. Was it? Yeah. And they yeah. played North Melbourne at... Um, uh, they played Bulldogs. At played Bulldogs. MCG. And it was uh, oh, Texas Walker's big long handball over ah, that uh, right, sunk them. So, yeah. So, Adelaide love playing at MCG. So, I reckon they'll get up. I think Bulldogs will be uh, very hungry to avenge last year's finals loss. So I, I really think they'll give it a, a hard dip and yep. it'll be decided in the last quarter, but I'm still going Crows. Yeah, I think oh. they're just too classy. Yeah, they have one of the most balanced sides in the competition. Very yep. much so. They've got winners on every line. Um, Fremantle hosting the Giants. I read somebody during the week said that this is actually a good chance for Frio because they'll have um, Giants making the big long trip over full of confidence, maybe a little bit cocky, because we know that the Giants are cocky, and they have been since yeah. they started. And you love it. I'd love to see it. Yeah. Um, they might surprise them. Um, I think that the Giants might go last week, you know what? Winning by a lot is fun. Let's do it again. Yeah. Jeremy uh, Cameron's going to have a day out. I can understand the argument that if Dockers are going to win this side of the bye, this is where they're going to do it. But without Sandilands, Mumford is just going to eat them alive. Um, I... I'm not going anywhere near Freo for this. GWS will kill him. But how good is it that uh, if Fremantle wins at home against GWS, it's an upset? Yeah. Is that amazing? <laughs> yep. And especially for an expansion club like GWS. And like I said about Gold Coast, the young, young squads uh, get a lot out of confidence. Uh, it does a lot for their game yep. plan. So I think GWS will be have too many options for, for Freo. Yeah, I'm just glad North doesn't play GWS till round 23. <laughs> when they're tired, hopefully. <laughs> well, when the season's decided. We'll probably rest half our team, and they will too. Speaking of North, they travel all the way to Etihad Stadium to play St Kilda. I think this will be um, very much like last week for North, in that um, St Kilda is similar to the Bulldogs in the way they play, yep. and that North will be just too big for them. I don't think St Kilda have the class in the back line. That, um, yeah, all the do. Completely agree. Yeah. No, uh, they they've got a, a decent midfield. Don't get me wrong, 
but they just don't have the ability to generate the same amount of run that Western Bulldogs do. Um, I'm, I'm on North, and I'm hoping it'll be a percentage booster, but North tend to not do that. So I'd say three, four goals. Yeah, and I think you can overestimate the effectiveness of, of Kangaroos' solidarity in the back lines, and it's very hard. Um, going to be very hard for the Securities forward lines to break that. And so even if they get the the advantage out of the clearances and uh, St. Kilda's midfield takeover, you still got to deal with North Melbourne's back line, which is yeah. very, very difficult. You say that. I could see Saints scoring 90 points and not winning. Yeah, yeah. I, I can still see that happening. Yeah. Um, and then Port Adelaide hosts Brisbane Lions. Um, geez, can Port hold up at home? I think I'm. it's lucky this game is in Adelaide because it was, if it was in Brisbane, I tip Brisbane, but yeah. I think that Port might eke this one out. Is Wingard back playing this, this week? No, I don't believe so. If he's not playing, I think he make, makes the difference in a very close fought contest. I think we should um, say this is Brisbane. We'll get off this line. is being recorded on Monday night, so it might change. Oh right, yeah, but yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think yeah, if Wingard's playing, then uh, I think Port will just go over the line. If not, Lions will get over the line. I'm going for a Lions in an upset. It, it can happen, especially yep. with that midfield. That um, midfield is running hard and getting the contested ball, and that's what Port's been lacking. Yeah. Well, the most frustrating thing is that Port can do it. They've got the the players that are absolutely able to match any midfield in the comp. Yeah, it doesn't frustrate it's me. It's not. Fuck them. <laughs> it's, it's lucky that they Port beat Richmond last week. Otherwise, I reckon the crowd at this game could have been in the low 20s. Yeah. But yep. they got to win. They're still up there about there. They'll still get uh, 38, I reckon, 38,000. Yep. Well, I think they've got 35,000 season tickets, so... Yeah, just because you've got a season ticket doesn't mean you're rocking up. Yeah. Richmond Scott's had... transport. <laughs> exactly. Bastards. Richmond had 27 on Saturday night. So, uh, And we were outnumbered. Yeah. Like, if you heard that crowd, it was a port crowd. I don't know if it was. I think it's just your players <laughs> just switching yeah. sides. They were fucked off at half time. <laughs> All right, that'll do us for this one. Uh, let's hope for a better round of footy uh, next weekend. Uh, like we always say... Oh, um, also, I've just noticed, because um, we host our uh, podcast on Acast, uh, when it gets put on to iTunes, uh, they attach ads to it. They're not actually our ads that we put on there. Uh, I should we mention, don't see a dollar. You, you're correct. We don't see a dollar. So far, we've made 64 pence. Yep. So we're, we are swimming in it. So, so yeah, on our SoundCloud page, you can actually download our uh, podcast off of there as well. So if you want them without ads, because, I mean, I would listen to them. They sound annoying as shit. So download off SoundCloud if you want to get the non-ads version. <laughs> but if you do want... Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. 
That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Advertise with us. Believe me, we're, we're all up for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll stick your ads on here. We'll stick your ads. You know, we're great to yeah, potential. We're ambassadors. Ads. You can rely on. Especially Scott's transport. <laughs> do you hear me, Scott's? Box sitting. I'm telling Please. you, it's a career. What do they even do? The transport. Side? What do they transport? They moving people around the city? Or? No, I don't think they're in people trafficking. No. How do you know? Although, if they don't give me a, a, an opportunity to box it for them, I might start those uh, rumours. Tell everyone. Um, all right, that'll do us for round seven. Yeah. Um, you know, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, podcast at clickingballs.com. Um, all the usual s- stuff. And uh, thanks for those that did go on to iTunes and give us a review. That was very, uh, very kind of you. Also, you can comment on the SoundCloud page as well. Uh, you can timestamp it and comment as uh, <laughs> Flanspo does. So. As uh, Flanspo loves to do. And keep we, doing that too, We enjoy mate. the feedback, so it's good to get feedback and see how we're doing on that. So we appreciate it. All right, that'll do us. See you next Tuesday. Right, peace. Bye. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.